good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome to episode 270 of the Dave's I Know podcast, uh, coming to you post, uh, well, yeah, pre-Minnesota United's next match. Um, we obviously don't have a uh, Minnesota United match to talk about, so hopefully we're going to this be a short one this week. We are joined, I am joined by a regular co-host. Uh, we have Jess in the house. Jess, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? Oh, good. Very good. Rough, uh. Rough Living a dad days. life? <laughs> Rough few days on, yeah, dad life with the kids. Um, uh, Ragnar, I'm looking forward to his daylight saving time because Ragnar's been getting up at six, six o'clock in the, before six o'clock in the morning. So Ooh. at least on Sunday, it'll technically be like se- seven o'clock when he wakes up. So um, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, we also have MJ. MJ, how are you doing, bud? I'm excited to be here. Very, very good. Very good. Well, as I mentioned, not a ton of United news, uh, not a ton of other things to talk about. We do have some super fun thing to talk about, which we'll, we'll kick off the podcast with, which is um, if you're um, you haven't been paying attention, it was it's been kind of been kicked around for the last couple weeks or so. Um, rumors of it. Um, it's, it's an idea that I think a lot of people have kind of thought about, um, especially people who are stay in the no in lower league soccer here in Minnesota, the Minnesota super cup, um, which will be a world cup style tournament. Uh, six teams, uh, two groups of three. They're going to play in late June. Uh, there's not, there's not been any indication on hosting yet, like which teams will host, what the groups will be. I imagine we'll get more information soon, probably in the next couple of weeks or so, but they, Kicked off the announcement, I think they before our last podcast, and they announced um, that Minneapolis City and the St. Croix Legends will be two the first two teams that were gonna that were invited to play in the tournament. Um, they and then they announced the other four teams last week. Uh, those four teams: so Minneapolis City, St. Croix, obviously from USL two, um, Med City and Duluth FC were uh, announced. Those are NPSL teams. Vlora FC, which is a UPSL team, they play against the uh, the uh, the Baby Crows in UPSL, and then uh, Minnesota United is joining. Uh, that is the Minnesota United uh, U19 team, so not the uh, MLS Next Pro team, but uh, a, the basically the oldest academy team that Minnesota United has. The U19. That this that is a team that is coached by Fernando Adi. Um, who played very briefly for Minnesota United a couple years ago. Um, yeah. he's, been co- he's been coaching that team for the last couple of years. He was at the uh, MLS Next Pro All-Star game when they had it here up in Blaine last year. So it's pretty, pretty cool. It's an interesting idea. Um, these are all basically all, all four of these leagues where these teams play in are basically division four in U at the U S soccer pyramid. Um, 
that's not super helpful for a lot of people because there are nope. four different divisions. In <laughs> uh, and, and, nothing. Yeah, there's there's so many different leagues in division in, in sort of level four of the or, you know division four of the U.S. Soccer Pyramid, but these are all amateur team uh, amateur players. So these are not uh, professional players. Um, these are all players that are you know ideally for the example of Minneapolis City, Saint Croix, Med City, Duluth are all players who are playing in college. Vlora too. Um, Vlora might have some players who are still in high school, but uh, more than likely it's, it's players who are either graduated high school, recently graduated high school, or are playing in college. Um, the U19s, obviously, that is going to be primarily kids who are still in high school. So the U19, the Mr. United U19 team will probably be the youngest team in this tournament. Um, but, but that doesn't mean anything, because obviously, you know, it really will kind of depend on how what these teams bring to this tournament. It's going to be, I think it's going to take place. Everything I've read or heard from people talking about it, it's going to take place over like basically a two to three week period. Um, games will be hosted by, by teams. And then it looks like, it sounds like they're going to try to get the final in a bigger stadium. So potentially Allianz field, um, maybe the Robbie, I don't know. It, it really depends on, on what the, the, t- the group of people who are working on it um, get, it pulled together, but ideally a neutral venue. Um, so yeah, anyways, MJ, I know, you know, uh, covering NPSL, um, you know, covering Minneapolis city, you know, a lot about some of these teams. What are your thoughts on the super cup tournament? The idea generally, the idea generally, it's it's a great idea. And I understand that clubs have other things going on. So, you know, you have multiple cups or leagues that you're playing in. And so, you need to be concerned about time. However, it's a huge missed opportunity for the other lower league teams in Minnesota. I'm talking about in USL League 2, the new Rochester FC, um, formerly playing in the UPSL. I'm talking about Joy Athletic out of St. Louis Park. I'm talking about Twin Stars based in Brooklyn Park. They probably are missing due to technical difficulties. And a whole host of other UPSL teams that compete with Flora um, at the UPSL level, we're talking about Granite City out of St. Cloud. We're talking about uh, Abusua FC that wisely renamed their team from harking back to a Ghanaian team to Twin City FC. I think they'll will find more marketable um, recruiting to join Twin City FC than Abusua. Um, <laughs> and w- there's just so many. Uh, I'm I'm blanking on several others. Oh, Maple Brook. Where the fuck are they? Well, I mean, I think part of it too. So I don't necessarily disagree with you, MJ. I also think part of this thing, it, it's it's a brand new tournament. They need to have some sort of proof of concept for it. And where do you draw the line in terms of inviting teams, right? So these are Minneapolis City obviously is, is the highest profile team that's here. Um, obviously if you can get Minnesota United into it, you really want to do that. You want to bring in St. Croix. Cause they, I mean, I, I, I agree with you on the Rochester, uh, USL league two team. However, they haven't played a game yet. So, um, if yeah, you're going to pick a team, if you're going to pick a team from Rochester, I think pick the team that's established in med city Duluth FC, obviously has played well, um, and, and made runs in, in tournaments before. And then Vlora is like kind of the one, you know, sort of weird outlier. And if you didn't, if you're going to bring one UPSL team, maybe, find a way to get another UPSL team in there that, that I, that I agree with you for sure. I, 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 I agree with you. However, that 
if you only get one UPSL team, you get Vlora because they they're very dominant and do well right. every year. So, right. um, I, I guess I, I would my, like to see more of the UPSL um, Minnesotan teams represented. Uh, I guess the the main thing that I, I I'm frustrated with is without Rochester FC, will Rochester FC and Med City play each other in a crosstown rivalry of anything meaningful value this season? You know, the, the, that's a big loss in my opinion. Yeah. Um, who knows? Uh, I mean, they wouldn't, unless, you know, unless they're playing like a friendly, um, and they weren't guaranteed to play in this tournament either. If they, if they, you know, they could have been in different groups. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think the idea, the idea is that if, if you can pr- do something that shows you proof of concept, um, you can maybe expand it next year to maybe eight teams, and then maybe you have some, um, you know, um, knockout round, you know, one-off games um, amongst some of the, you know, the other UPSL teams or whatever to to get to that final group. It, there is also there's a very limited window where they can play, right? These are a lot of these players: Minneapolis City, Saint Croix, you know, Med City, Duluth. These are all players who are um, specifically the you know those four teams. Um, Flora too, a little bit to that to that for that matter. Um, these are all players who are playing in college, so they only have a very limited time here. So you can't you can't expand this thing to 32 teams if you're going to try and play a, a world you know a World Cup style where every you know the te- groups of teams and and they all play each other at least once. If you do something like a knockout, a straight up, you know, U.S. Open Cup style knockout knockout tournament, that's a slightly different proposition. But then you also have to find windows for games right. to be played. Two more teams, David. Eight eight teams, eight Minnesota teams would be great. Um, I, I I but let's start with six. I'm super excited for Minneapolis City versus Duluth. Not a something that we were expecting to see this year. Glad glad that we will have a meaningful Minneapolis City versus Donkeys uh, matchup on the calendar. Not necessarily. It's not guaranteed yet, bud. They haven't they haven't announced <laughs> they haven't announced the groups yet. So I mean, it would, it would surprise me if we don't get a Duluth um, City Duluth game. Um, but uh, yeah, not guaranteed. So yeah, it looks like they're targeting late June, which is right near the end of most of these team schedules. So I think they're trying to catch you know uh, teams before. So I think a lot of the rosters too will look will depend on you know is City or Saint Croix challenging for um, the USL. Uh, their division title are Duluth and Med City trying to play for a title. Um, you know, United, the U19 team um, will probably be as full strength as they possibly can. I, I feel Vlora is the same way, but Vlora also wants to make sure they win the UPSL every year too. So um, cool. Any, anything else on the super cup other than, again, I, like you, I'm super excited to, to watch some of these games and, you know, with, with Vlora, with uh, St. Croix, with the city, and with Minnesota United, that's four teams that are in the in the Twin Cities area. So yeah, will so, one saloon Pablo Campos be on the pitch for Vlora for this competition? Oh, I really? hope so. I hope so. I would really hope so too, honestly. So that would be fun. Uh, right on, Jess. You had you have a a, a question for our a big question. Wonderful this audience is a members. Big question. Um, I want to know. I was brainstorming and I feel like I want to maybe try bringing a sign to the home opener to welcome um, Valentin. Because that's apparently how I'm going to fucking say his name because I can't fucking help it. 
and I can't say it right, but he probably doesn't get that a lot. So it's his mm -hmm. turn. So if I were to bring a sign to welcome him in a very hot or not Jess way, <laughs> what should said sign say? DM me, tweet at me. Let's brainstorm spitball. All right. Uh, he is, so everybody I've talked to from Portland loves Zarek Valentin. Um, mm -hmm. He's been very progressive. Um, he's a very progressive dude. He's very um, down for the cause. When the, we were having the issues with the um, Antifa flags a few mm -hmm. years ago, he was one of the only players who came out wearing a Antifa t-shirt um, mm -hmm. to show support. And he, uh, I have, I have it on pretty good authority that he reached out to uh, the Aurora and asked to get some uh, Aurora gear and wears it pretty proudly as well. Um, See, so we could be friends. Yeah, he's. I so I think yes, he's definitely. Uh, is, is he on it, my side? Is he on the left or the right? Uh, he, he's normally on the right, so he'll be on your side. Um, when he when they're going, yeah, going towards the Wonderwall. Um, what is when he'll be uh, in your line of line of view? So, so yeah, tweet at Jess uh, or DM her, or if you want, if you don't want it, or remember. if you want to introduce her to <laughs> yes, uh, personally, um, you don't want to type in Jess's ridiculously long Twitter handle. You can just you can throw those at the TDI cam and handle too. And I'll make sure we'll make sure that Jess uh, sees them as well. So. Definitely get on, get on that. And maybe like uh, what his favorite color is or something. I, I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> it's probably not Houston Dynamo Orange anymore. That is, it probably also... never was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, I would like your sign to have something to do with top knots and just like something like. <gasps> I'm glad we got I'm, you I'm anti-top knot except for Zarek Valentin or something like that. You know, like I think that would be a great sign. If any, well, if we're making a sign, we got to go to the craft store and you know we're going to come out of that, that bitch with some <laughs> Right on. Okay. Uh, so cool. So after uh, we recorded last week, the team announced a partnership with Grand Casino to rename the brew hall to the Grand Casino Brew Hall. Um, they are working with uh, the Ojibwe community um, as part of that uh, partnership. Uh, they put out a press release on Tuesday or whatever, which had a little bit in there. They're building a mini pitch um, in the Ojibwe community. It didn't specify if they're doing that on the reservation uh, or some uh, Ojibwe community here in the in the cities. Um, but they are working to build a, a mini pitch there. Um, and, you know, we're hopefully there's just further collaboration with uh, the um, indigenous population. Um, I really hope that they are partnering. I saw... <clears throat> I think it was Soda Soccer, their email newsletter this morning. Um, one of the writers for Soda Soccer went and tried some of the uh, new foods in the stadium uh, over the weekend at the open practice. One of the things I noticed is they had wild rice soup in the brew hall. I really hope that they <clears throat> take advantage of uh, working with um, the indigenous uh, community and to you know build out some of the offerings um, yeah. for food and stuff, I think would be a really cool opportunity. Uh, as well as working to you know promote soccer and and all that, you know not just um, on the reservation but in American Indian um, communities here in the Twin Cities because you know it's the 
indigenous population is not just on the reservations. There's a ton of them in the cities, um, in very in large pockets. And so, um, hopefully, this is a um, a fruitful partnership and one that continues their you know for their community outreach stuff. Which again, I, I keep telling the team every time I have a meeting with them, they're not doing enough to to let us know all this really cool shit that they're doing. They need to do a better job of promoting it out. So they're this is I think a good step in the right direction. They're trying to promote that out and let people know that they're doing this because we know there are. I know, and we know that they're doing outreach in the community, but not everybody does. So it's like really helpful when they can just put out a press release saying, here's all the cool shit that we're doing. So um, hopefully we get more of that. So uh, in terms of other Minnesota United news, Will Trapp um, apparently cracked a rib in the last match. Um, so he has been doing non, non-contact non training, uh, apparently. Apparently he had a similar injury last year. Um, he was out like two or three weeks. So they're saying it's kind of the same time frame, one to three weeks. Um, I think that they'll probably err on the higher end of that, just because apparently it, it, the rib is near a vital organ. Um, so I don't think they want to try and, and rush him back. So my guess is we won't see Will Trap for uh, a few weeks at least. Um, probably closer to you know mid-April before we we get him back uh, would be my guess. But again, I don't. I'm not a doctor. So. So what do you guys say? I mean, I mean. <laughs> I don't want to seg too soon, but I'm interested to hear how you guys think that'll affect our shape and play on Saturday. Double, double fucking pivots with uh, Ariaga and Dotson, baby. Let's Dotson go. looked good coming off the bench last week. Yeah. I expect him to be the person who's, who slides in there, and my only concern will be who is the more defensive of the two because both like to go forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as they're communicating. Um, yeah. That's, I think, I think Dotson is the, is the logical, uh, I guess you could theoretically put Rosales in there and then have Rosales stay back more as the six. Um, Cause Ariaga is definitely going to want to try and get forward. Dotson will want to get forward as well, but I think Dotson is a little more, uh, um, Mindful of, awareness. mindful of his defensive duties. Let's put it that way. Yes, mindful of his defensive duties. So, uh, so yeah. So I think Dotson will probably be the one who steps up on uh, on Saturday. So, uh, cool. Um, let's see. There will be a night before party for uh, SG members at the Brew Hall um, at Allianz Field. Uh, this is Friday night, March tenth. Um, we're doing a big uh, party for uh sg members to get to know other sg members uh get to learn a little bit more about the different sgs uh theoretically fingers crossed uh we're gonna have the scarves available so if you bought a um a season ticket in the wonderwall and you have affiliated with a with a particular sg um your scarf will be there you can pick it up you get your name crossed off um if you want to purchase a membership you can do that and pick up a scarf right there this is assuming shipping and supply chains i we're pretty confident um for at least <laughs> the dark cl- dark clouds and red loons will have their uh, scarves there um teeny it might be pushing it but we're ideally all three sgs will have their scarves available um but if nothing else we're uh you know it's it's cool to do a little night before party we don't do those as often as we used to um and then just doing it in the brew hall makes it a, a pretty it's a cool neutral venue um, where an opportunity for people to, you know, hang out at Allianz or whatever the night before a match. So I'll be there. Come check it out if you want. Uh, and then Jess, you threw It'll in be here. A lock in. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, it's cold in that stadium overnight, Jess. <laughs> on March hey, 10th. But, especially considering we're probably going to get a bunch of snow. I, I'm not, I don't think we not want to do it in March. Maybe in like July. That might, that might be doable, but okay. definitely Fair. not in March. So, uh, Jess, you put in the bangers oh, only yeah. ball. So I get the First Avenue weekly email newsletter with upcoming concerts. And I noticed there's a bangers ball happening, I think at First Ave. I just briefly glanced at it. I didn't, I didn't recognize any of the names on the set list. So I, but I was just curious if you guys knew anything more than I did about that. I've seen the social media posts. Yeah, I think it's um, it's something to do with Legion of Loons. Uh, oh, again? There, there was yeah, but I think you can you can still buy like you if you did a certain thing, you got like a free token, which got you a free ticket for it. Oh. But you can also buy tickets to it. I don't. Yeah, I, I saw the email uh, from the team, and and um, I only have so many nights out that I can get out during the week. I'm not going to waste it on. A show at right. first have with bands I've never heard of, and I'm, I'm sure it'll be great. Um, if anybody goes, let us know. Uh, yeah, I'd love a review. Yeah, uh, two so. Minnesota bands, Social Animals, and Kiss the Tiger. Okay, $27, $5 off for season ticket members. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Um, and I saw... you get to meet and greet Dane Sinclair and Fred Emmings. Oh. Can, can Fred Emmings be at, at First Ave after like seven o'clock at night? Like, that kid 19 years old. Um, I, I think since Manny Lagos is there and he's com- accompanied by a guardian, he's, he's fine. Okay, it's, pro- it's probably 18 plus night. Shut your face. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Lord, Lord knows I didn't sneak into First Ave when I was under 21. No, I sorry. never did. I, no, I did not do that at all. Wink. Yeah, I'm, my camera's off so you guys can't see me winking my. Um, well, I am not winking. My camera's on. And <laughs> I would never have the balls to do that. Yeah. Um, cool. So did we know when that is? Is that this week or is it when? Sometime. When is it? Sometime. Thursday, March 9th. I will be oh, playing so, Okay. So this Thursday. Um, so go check that out. Let us know how it is on Friday when you see me at the night before party at the brew hall. And oh, the, I say the night before party is from 6 to 8 p.m. as well. Just I, I don't think I mentioned that as well. And is also, it open if, invitation? If you yep. go to First Ave this Thursday, please like live tweet the event, everything from the two DJs that open to both bands, take <laughs> lots of photos, and then just tag our account, please. <laughs> please do not do that. I will block, I will fucking block you if you do that. Um, swear to God. <laughs> he um, will not collaborate with your face. The uh the intern, I have to I'll have to get the intern on uh blocking duty uh Thursday night. So um yeah, to answer your question, Jess, it is open to anybody. Um it is you know, we're trying to gear it towards people who are SG members or want or are thinking about being SG members. Um we I think the Wonderwall <laughs> Yeah, no, you're you're more than welcome. The the Wonderwall, I think, bought uh some snacks, like some popcorn and stuff like that. So there'll be some like free snacks the i think the kitchen will be open uh there will be a bartender we do not we're not paying for beverages or anything like that but um you could you know you can get a, a adult but beverage. if you're pretty yeah <laughs> yes um so yeah that it is it is it's being sponsored by the wonderwall and the team's helping out a little bit um and then yeah it's mostly a wonderwall supporter group event but yeah anybody's welcome to come to that so um cool. come say hi um yeah, I don't know if I told people on the podcast I was elected vice president of the Wonderwall 
You did not uh, last week. Tell us so. Congratulations. Of the sort. Consorting See? with royalty now I am. Yeah, so um if you have any complaints about shit, um you guys all know where to find me. No, so. yeah, you you <laughs> are the complaintiest department. So yep. I think you got it on lock, dude. And friend of the pod, Mel, also was elected. Yeah. Yes, she was elected uh, secretary. <clears throat> and secretary. So yep. Moon, Ryan. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if we talked about Ryan Zumston, Anthony de San Lazaro, who um, has been doing TIFO for the last couple of years. Uh, Maggie was up for re-election, and then um, why Ryan, Anthony, Maggie. Why am I blanking? Oh, uh, Daniel Dimonson uh, from Thunderwall. Woohoo! President of Thunderwall was also elected uh, to the board. Then we had uh, officer elections last week. So, <clears throat> um, so yeah, Mel and I are, are officers in the uh, in the Wonderwall this year. So, uh, all right, cool. MJ, once a loon, let's take us take us to Columbia, bud. Yeah. So on a very special once a loon. For those that don't know, most of South America in Columbia play on not what is called the European calendar, which isn't even the European calendar since a bunch of European teams don't even play on it. But they play mostly February through November, or in the case of Colombia, they play late January through early December, because when you have climate like that, why the fuck not? Also, uh, we or have- it's probably hot as balls in two. the opposite time of year. Yeah, two once loons that are playing in the D Mayor, Categoria Primera A. And the first I will talk about is Angelo Rodriguez. He left oh, Minnesota United after the 29th season, spent three years with Deportivo Cali, not to be confused with America de Cali, which we'll be getting to later. In those three seasons, 18 goals, nine assists, and is now with Deportivo Pereira, um, his first game in late January, he was subbed in in the 69th minute of the game. Nice. And he started five of the six other games. The only reason why he missed that other league game was that he was flanking that game playing in the two legs of Supercopa de Colombia, where he got an assist. But unfortunately, uh, Pereira lost a five to three on aggregate to Atletico Nacional. Um, he plays at left wing in either the 3-4-3 or their 3-4-1-2. Pretty similar formations. So not Two forwards in league play, but more fittingly, you know, he only averages about two to five yellow cards a season. But with Deportivo Cali, he kept escalating. It became like three yellows the first season, seven the second season, and ten in his last season with Deportivo yellow cards. So in the six games that he's played for the league, I want both of you to guess how many yellow cards he has. This sounds like a math problem. How many yellow cards did he get in six games? Four. I'm going to go with five. Ding, ding, ding. Jess wins. <laughs> the only one he didn't get a yellow in is when he subbed in for just 21 minutes. So anyway, uh, so yellow card, great. Uh, Angelo Rodriguez, I think... That what I remember about his tenure is that he and Darwin did not get on the same page. No. Um, except in that US Open Cup run. And uh most of the fans were bitter because he was chosen 
chosen by Heath over Christian Ramirez. Um, any of you have any Angelo memories? I think it's funny he's playing on the left wing when we, um, Adrian Heath insisted that he was a center forward. So, you know. yeah, imagine that. Weird. Fucking um, weird. Also, uh, Heath even knows the size of his, like the shapes of his pegs and holes anymore. Like we used to say he tries to fit square pegs and round holes, but I don't think he even can like distinguish between round holes and square holes or pegs or. I, I think Adrian Heath knows what holes he's getting pegged in. <laughs> okay. So, do, so say we all. As much as I would like to talk about holes the rest of the podcast. Back, back, yeah. back to one saloon. Uh, the other uh, Colombian player, obviously, uh, Darwin Quintero, uh, he is playing for America de Cali. Uh, he has started all six games. Uh, he has played at left wing mostly in their preferred formation of a 3-4-2-1 and sometimes right wing in a 4-3-3 and very recently they have tried a 4-2-3-1 with Darwin Quintero at the 10. Um, He has two goals and four assists in six games. That's really great. Super happy for the guy. America de Cali after starting out the loss at Deportes Tolima has four wins and one draw. They have 13 points and they are top of the table Interesting uh, trivia, useless trivia tidbit about Deportes Torriba. That is where Darwin Quintero played for in his youth and his first senior team. Aww. He hey. was fun. Any Darwin Quintero memories, either of you? Oh, just that hat trick of chips uh, that he had against LAFC and like in July. That game was, or no, it was at Toronto. It Toronto. Was Toronto. Yeah. Center win. That game was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now old, against old now Dutch. Clinterwin. Yeah, old Dutch, old Dutch himself. Um, Clinterwin. He got chipped, David. Yeah. Um, I, I was I, talking. I distinctly remember uh, someone tweeting out after he had scored on Tim Howard and scored on um, Nick Romando, like what? Oh, and Bradley Guzan. It was like which which former U.S. men's national team goalkeeper is he going to score on next? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I remember he liked to dance when he made goals. He had a really good celebratory, like really genuine celebratory moments. Especially after he his wife gave birth to his kid. Yeah. He he did the little fall down on his back and put all his his limbs up like a baby. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> I think my favorite memory of Darwin Quintero is that when that U.S. Open Cup run where he led the league, he led the U.S. Open Cup in goals scored and then was on the bench when we played the final in Atlanta. <laughs> That's my favorite memory of Darwin Quintero. Uh, all right. Well, let's thank you, MJ. That was that was wonderful. It's always good to check in on our our, our, our roots. Yeah, some some friendly loons, some we wanted to put a shiv into. Um, I'll let you decide who whom amongst those two you wanted to hug and who you, who amongst those you wanted to shiv. Um, let's just move on. What's, we're going to skip the break this week since we're, we have a short podcast. Um, not a ton of Minneapolis city news other than the, obviously the, the, the Minnesota super cup being announced. Uh, they did have their two pickup options for memberships. If you selected uh, shipping, that should be coming to you pretty soon. Um, the train if you arrived today. Oh, nice. 
from Minneapolis City, I got a shipping notification. So obviously, I think I did choose the shipping option now. Yep. Um, yep. But I haven't checked my mail yet. Yep. So um, I'm sure they'll probably do more uh, shipping or uh, pickup options too if you aren't sure yet. Uh, but they haven't announced any of that stuff yet. And then, um, excuse me, the one other Minneapolis City news is board nominations are due, I think, this week sometime. Um, if you are a Minneapolis City member and want to run for the board, uh, you have to self-nominate, and then the board voting goes out to the membership uh, next week or about a week after um, nominations are closed. So if you're interested in running for the Minneapolis City board and you are a member, you can do that. What do, what do your duties entail? That is a good there's, question. Uh, quarterly meetings. So yep. four times a year, there's a quarterly meeting of, of the board, and then a lot of you know, volunteer hours as needed. Yeah, just governance of the organization. We should have on. Um, <clears throat> uh, I can get Paul Schmeichel to, <clears throat> to to come on the pod. Yeah, Paul or Colin or or Becky. Actually, we have. I, yeah, we know we know a few of the board members. Um, yeah. who come on and talk a little bit about talk a little bit about it. Um, so maybe we should work on that for um in a week or two. Um, see. Who can... I mentioned Paul because he's outgoing. Okay. I mean, not just that he's a friendly person. I mean, he's he's leaving the board this year. Oh, right. um, so right. he, he's leaving, and we're adding we're at, Minneapolis City's adding three three new board members. Yeah, because yeah. It, let's face it, it's going to take three people to replace one Paul. <laughs> yes, Paul's been doing. Oh, it was sad to see Paul go. Paul's been He'll very still be around. Yeah. He just isn't going to be on the board, sadly. Yeah, yeah he's been, he's been very involved for the last few years, so. Um, very yeah sad to see him leave but uh cool uh miss aurora announced a few signings uh last week maya hansen's coming back uh kenzie langdock coming back the um potentially the mvp of the season last year what she came in second or third i can't remember exactly if they or if they had announced she was a finalist for mvp <clears throat> but a best 11 player um for the uslw um so yeah those two returning players and then uh uh, interesting signing, Hannah Adler uh, of Racing Louisville, um, a, a pro uh, USL or NWSL player last year. She's played internationally as well. Um, I can't remember where she went to college, but um, she's a midfielder, uh, bringing in some, you know, some of that um, more knowledge and, and depth. And it's an interesting, um, you know, these are obviously they're going to, Minnesota will be announcing signings, you know, throughout the next, you know, several months here. Um and I, they, I think they've already announced a couple other ones, but it's going to be an interesting team. I know a lot of the, I mean, there'll probably be a lot of returning players like uh, Maya and Kenzie uh, coming back, but there's going to be some new faces too, which I think is exciting for uh, women's soccer fans here, soccer fans generally in, in Minnesota, but you know, especially for fans of Minnesota Aurora. So uh, MJ, do you have any thoughts on um, either Hanson, Langdock, or, or Adler? Adler uh, went to uh, play for the Denver Pioneers in college. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, uh, just that I believe Kenzie Langdon was their first signing and uh, she was the captain of the team more often than not. She plays uh, mostly right back outside back and comes from Minnesota Gophers. I was super happy after seeing how well she played adapted to playing on the back line for the Gophers after being a wing or a striker or something like that. And just having the mental toughness and defensive awareness to play that position um, to see her move to right back and be successful at, with the Gophers. And then again, to see, see her continue to play for Minnesota Aurora is a joy. Yep. 
uh, season, uh, sorry, single game tickets for Aurora go on sale sometime, like, I think maybe tomorrow um, as mm-hmm. well. Um, <clears throat> so if you don't have season tickets and you want to come to some games, um, unfortunately, as we mentioned last week, a lot of the games are on Wednesdays. There are a couple Saturday games. They did announce uh, that the July 1st game, their, their last uh, home game of the season, they moved from 7 p.m. to a 4 p.m. kickoff. Uh, hopes to and people so people can hit both the Minnesota Aurora game and the Minnesota United game because Minnesota United game against Portland uh, kicks off at 7:30. So um, we are already talking about uh, the bus rides, the Revanchot bus up to uh, up to the TCO or down to TCO, I guess, um, and potentially getting two or three buses for that for that, for that particular match because guessing there's going to be a lot of uh, Loons fans who might want to do both Aurora and Minnesota United and not have to drive back and forth. That would be awesome. Again. And I'm, sign we, me up. I need yeah. to on that bus. Oh, yeah. Also, keep an eye open, too. Um, it sounds like uh, the Blackhearts <laughs> uh, and Wes will be putting up the the buses, uh, the tickets for the buses for all the matches uh, up for sale pretty soon. Um, when we when it gets posted, I'll make sure to, to retweet it from the the Dave's I know Twitter account. Um, the sooner people buy tickets for buses, um, the, the more likely it is if, if there's a uh, demand that, that we can get that they can get multiple buses. Um, mm-hmm. But so it's important if you if you know you're going go to go to buses, you know, use the bus to go to games, uh, buy those tickets as soon as possible. Um, that way they know if they can afford a second bus, then great. Um, but if you know they want to try and get as many people out there. Um, obviously if you've driven out there, you know, it's a pain in the ass to get there. And then the parking is it's free, which is nice, but it's also kind of a pain in the ass to park. Um, and, um, it's a pain in the ass to get out of there too. Uh, with the bus, it's nice because you wait, you know, half an hour after the game, by the time you get on the bus, um, the traffic is pretty much non-existent. So, um, you just zip right out of there. So as someone who's taken the bus, most of the games last year, highly recommend it. Plus you get a free beer. So there's that. And singing, and friends, and camaraderie. Maybe you meet your, your future partner. Who the and hell knows? <clears throat> and you get to sit next to Jess. So there's that. If you're extra lucky. Yeah. Uh, cool. MJ, anything else? Uh, or Jess, anything else on Aurora as well? Don't no, be sir. a last-minute MJ to buy bus tickets. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk home opener. That is coming up this weekend, Saturday, the 11th at 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Um, mm-hmm. It will be kicking off at 7.30. It's not like the other, you know, other kickoffs where it says 7 o'clock, but it's actually technically like 7.15 or whatever. Um, they'll be kicking off at 7.30. Uh, I, the Loons play the Bread Bulls, uh, the New York Red Bulls coming to town. Um. It's going to be cold and wet. Uh, looks like there's snow in the forecast right now. Oh, so, no. so yeah, so it should be a fun time for all. Um, hopefully, hopefully a better result than our um, our, ra- our last snow opener, um, which was uh, a, a, a 6-2 drubbing from Atlanta back in 2017. Yeah, that was... Um, and that was like, yay, we're in the big leagues now. Let's yeah. just shoot ourselves in the face. The, the, ni- the nice thing about uh, the Bread Bowls is that they do, they do not have a Joseph Martinez uh, or a Miguel Amarone who's going to score a ton of goals against us. As a matter of fact, I don't know who scores goals for, for, the, uh, for the Bread Bowls at this point. Um, I don't think the Bread Bowls know either. They are <clears throat> um, 
their their big strength is their back line, obviously. Uh, Sean Nealis, uh, center back, uh, was uh, MLS best 11 last week. Uh, they shut out Nashville 0-0 um, in New Jersey. Uh, and then their, sort of their big up-and-coming star player uh, is John Tolkien, who um, just – I put a picture of him in the notes. Yes, that is, thank uh, you. That, so his hair is even longer now. Like, I was trying to find a picture of him, of him from the game – over yeah. the weekend, no, his I mullet, noticed. his mullet is even. If you ever, if you watch, and I'll, this is, I'll talk about the Apple TV, the MLS three sixty after the, after we talk about the bread bowls. But him and Kalen Kyle have a very similar haircut, hairstyle, <laughs> and and color as well. Um, so yes, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. For, for those that have never seen John Tolkien's hair, first of all. Uh, go see, just Google John, J-O-H-N-T-O-L-K-I-N. Just Google Google that motherfucker and look, look, look at the beauty of that hair. I will just say for radio purposes, audio purposes, that it is like Sonic the, he- Sonic the Hedgehog meets the some like mullet the from the 80s. You know, you know if you- not quite <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, not that long of a ponytail in the back, just... Uh, you, just, uh, just think of like a, a mullet of, of yeah. a rock star from the eighties. If you've ever seen, if you've ever seen those Minnesota state hockey tournament hockey hair yeah. co- compilations, this dude yeah. would would fit right in with uh, all of those. Uh, yeah, guys who have yeah bl- dye their hair blonde and, and have rock rocking hockey mullets. So you'd think um, this guy was from Minnesota based on on the, uh, on, the on the hair, but he's not. So. No, or or the like. He also looks like he should speak goddamn Elvish, <laughs> because, like, all I could think when I saw him, and then I, but it was probably like subconscious association, Tolkien and Tolkien, right? Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and that fucking white blonde towhead flowing hair it, like i want to point his ears for him <laughs> um and he's a baby he looks 12 he is he's, he's, he's 20 years old and, yeah he's very uh, young and and he and he's a local boy for that he was born in new jersey yeah, yeah. morris county what what libraries for life <laughs> um okay mj are there any other players from the bread bowls that you want to highlight? I have a few more, but um, I'll let you take uh, it if there's anything. Left, left wing, Lewis, or left midfielder, left wing, whatever, Lewis Morgan. Um, I'll point him out. Yeah, yeah. So the they played a 4-4-2. Um, like I said, their their defense is what is sort of like kind of their, their calling card, at least the last several years, post Terry Henry. Um, the Frankie Amaya always – you know, gives teams trouble. Um, Lucinius, um, midfielder from uh, Brazil. There are two young forwards uh, that they started in the last couple of games. Uh, Manuel, uh, uh, he played, he came to the team last year, I think mid-season. He got a couple of teams of the week. Um, he is uh, from Gremio in, in uh, Brazil in the Serie A. And then um, uh, Thomas Balro, uh, who just signed, um, played for um Red Bulls two last year in the USL championship and, and put up some good numbers there. He started the, their most recent game against Nashville as well. So they are young up top, um, which I think bodes well for Minnesota's defense. Minnesota can continue their 
you know, consistency in defense and, and shutting players down. Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough in the midfield to, to try and bypass, you know, four dudes, um, all of whom are, are, you know, they're not standout names, but they're MOS veterans. They've been around for a while. They know how, how to play this game. They're, Corey, I would say the other the other couple players, Corey Burke, um, Jamaican international, former Philadelphia Union player. He came on at, um, at in the second half, yes, uh, of the last match. Uh, he's a forward, can score goals, and then uh, Carlos Coronel is uh, their goalkeeper. A uh, pretty good goalkeeper, also a Brazilian. They have uh, several Brazilians on the on the Red Bulls roster. Um, he'll keep keeps them in games for sure. Um, I think he kept. Uh, five or six clean sheets <clears throat> last year. So, um, you know, one of the sort of like top half goalkeepers in, in the, uh, in the MLS. So um, yeah, MJ, anything else we should know about, uh, about Red Bulls? We have one win, no draws, no losses. They have not won a game. They lost their opener in Orlando, won nothing and have a really tough draw, uh, you know, handed to that back line. As David said, zero zero draw uh, in New Jersey versus Nashville. I think this is going to be a close game. Yeah, this is. Uh, if you guys remember last year, we played them in New Jersey. Um, this was the game where um, uh, Miller was uh, got sick, um, and Dane St. Clair stepped in and uh, stole the starting job from from Tyler Miller. Um, and, and he stood on his head. Stood on his head. Yeah, he made like what's like seven or eight saves. Some of them, he he saved a penalty from them against them last year. So, um, so yeah, this is it'd be a, a fun do, do rematch. Do you know who our starting defensive back four was for that game? I do not know. Left to right, DJ Taylor, Brent Coleman, Michael Boxall, and Hassani Dotson. Wow, there you go. So, um. You want to know? Uh, oh, uh, is it how 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 should we play the time? Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. I say that we roll out the same back four. We put the mm. Dotson at right back, uh, DJ Taylor at left back. Regardless of where their injuries are, who the fuck cares? Put Coleman at center back. Put Boxall leading the charge. I mean, and then just expect Dane St. Clair to stand on his head again. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, um, I also don't think we should do that. That was sarcasm. Yeah, no, I know. I think, I think the only thing we'll see differently from Minnesota will be um, Dotson probably coming in for Will Trap. Dotson or Rosales coming in for Will Trap. I think Adrian Heath, you know, for good or ill, likes to, you know, if players play well, um, keep them in the starting lineup. Uh, none, none of the players who played against, um, against Dallas played poorly so i don't think anybody deserves to lose their spot so um i think we'll see Mendy garcia up top again with maybe a loose maria coming in you know maybe at halftime or in the you know 55th 60th minute or so um so yeah i don't think we'll see much of a change from minnesota i think they're just going to keep running out the same thing until you know if it's not broke don't fix it yeah red bulls will be uh pretty pretty tight defensively um i expect this to not be you know i think if you're betting the over under on this game, I think I would I would hammer the under because I think this game has got a you know a one nothing one one kind of all over it. So uh, anything else to say about either the Red Bulls or Minnesota, or should we start? Should we uh, pick winners? Let's pick. 
Okay, Chess, why don't you start us off then? Okay, well, I was I was thinking about it, and I agree. It's chances are it's going to be a low scoring game, but I think I don't know. I really wanted to say Minnesota wins one zero, but then I don't know if we'll get away with a clean sheet. So I'm going to say Loons win two one. All right, MJ, who you got? I say Loons win one zero. You know, that's actually where I was going to go to. I think this may be one of the only teams in the league that we can say definitively that we have more uh, offensive talent than. Um, <laughs> Momentarily. There's there's not many teams where I think we we are, are going to tip the scales in terms of offensive talent. And I think, um, yeah, I think I have I have faith in our defense to, to do well again. So, so yeah, I, I think a one nothing win for the Loons as well in the home opener. So, okay. Uh, all right. Well, so this actually is a good segue to talk a little because I watched a little. I watched a little bit of this game. I watched all the games uh, over the weekend. We didn't. Minnesota wasn't playing, and I was at home. Um, I watched the MLS 360 uh, package thing. That's and the I have, whip around show. The, the whip around show, and I have some thoughts. Um, uh, it's. I think, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying I think it's interesting. I think with the amount of games that are playing like it is they have an opportunity for it to be something really special and something that's very interesting yeah. um they're not there yet um <laughs> what my biggest complaint is um especially for a, a whip around show something that's that's checking in on games randomly not even randomly but you know trying to like stay ahead of the action or whatever is that <clears throat> i don't want to listen to kaylin kyle uh fucking sasha question and bradley Wright phillips talk about talk over announcers right so so they were trying to really annoying they were trying to sort of like do play-by-play and color for the games when um there was there's actual play-by-play and and color announcers at the games this it was very much um a thing that happened a lot early on in the evening and then by the by like the you know the the uh mountain time the colorado kickoff and the, the Western Conference kickoffs, they, they got a little bit better about just sh- sh- like throwing it to the announcers that were in the stadium. Um, and so, and I mean, I just, I have, I have problems with Kaylin Kyle's uh, takes generally. She's not funny and um, annoying as fuck and very annoying. Uh, Sasha, Can we invite her on the pod? Oh God. Yeah. So I, they said, I mean, they have four people in, in that studio, um, two people. And none of them have anything I want to hear. Yeah. Kaylin and, and the other the other white dude were like the guys who were like kind of like being the people who were sort of throwing it back and forth to the games. And they were taking turns doing it, but you couldn't tell like if there was any particular rhyme or reason to it. And then Sasha, I, I thought Sasha question and Bradley Ray Phillips were, were decent. We're OK in terms of like providing a little bit of analysis. But um I just wish they would watch, like, I wish these guys would watch on Thursday, watch the UEFA Europa League um, whip around show. Uh-huh. That's how it should be done. And yeah. if you, you know, on Paramount Plus, like that's, that should be how they do it. Um, they're throwing it to the games where you're getting the actual game announcers. If that means that they have to be about five minutes behind that's games so that, so that they can make sure that they get the buildups, that is okay. I think no one's yeah. watching... No one's watching the whip around show expecting to be like fully up to date 
um, live, glued in live as well. Exactly. So I don't know. I think I, I was talking with a, a few people on Sunday before the minute for the um, Liverpool game, and we were talking a little bit about it. And I was like, I, from what I understanding, like it was better week two than it was week one. So it's just me, it's me growing pains. I really hope that they figure it out, that they can get rid of all of the people in the studio. And I, and I understand that there's, it's six hours. So it's like a little hard to be one person sitting there for six hours, throwing it to games. You could have, you could, you know, break things up and have some of that analysis stuff, but not during every single, you know, for about 45 minutes during, during the games, you really should just be throwing it to different games, not trying to like talk about matchups and things like that. So those are my, my very, base level criticisms and i'm sure i'm sure i'll get a a survey or something from mls asking and i will um write a a novel um explaining to them why they're fucking up what should be a really good thing and it's a really easy it's a win it should be a really easy win they're fucking it up so um i will give those when appropriate it it was week two i say give them more time they'll Mm -hmm. make improvements oh for sure i'm yeah i'm just i'm just throwing my my sort of cursor i don't give kaylin any time sorry um well, I mean, it's something. It's something I'll, I I will rarely watch, um, just because I will probably be at games. Right. If it was just on the TV at the Blackheart, and there wasn't any audio, it probably would be fine because they do they do cut to the games. I am a little perturbed by the number of commercials that they have in this thing. Um, yeah, especially considering it's a fucking soccer game. Like, why are you breaking away from from action at all? Um, I understand they have to pay the bills, and that is, you know, that's probably an Apple thing more than it is an MLS thing. I'm sure MLS, if they had their druthers, would only have the games going on. So I, I understand that. So I'm a little perturbed by that, but I can I can understand that just because, you know, Apple's trying to recoup some of their money as well. Um, and so I'm sure, like, I'm sure I'll watch it again, um, but without the audio on, and I'm sure it'll be fine. But yeah, just the particular, the audio they were choosing was, was interesting. That, and yeah, so just some cursory thoughts. So, uh, all right. Anything else on MLS, Minnesota United, Apple? Cool. Um, well, CONCACAF Champions League kicks off this week as well. Um, this is for the real sickos if you uh, want to watch soccer. I believe all these games are on FS1 or FS2. Um, Austin kicks us off today. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, March 7th um, at uh, 5 p.m. Um Philadelphia Union also play today uh, at 7 p.m. against um, oh uh, yeah Orlando sorry. City plays at at uh, late, Orlando, late yes night. sorry yeah Orlando City plays at 9 p.m. against uh, Tigres at, at, at Tigres yep at Tigres these are all the all three of these MLS teams are on the road for for this first round um, Wednesday March 8th um, there's three more games. Um, with Vancouver Whitecaps, the Canadian champions, hosting uh, at 9 p.m. on Wednesday, March 8th. And then um, on Thursday, March 9th, Montreal. Um, no, not Montreal. LAFC, sorry. Um, LAFC hosts, or sorry, is on the road um, at 9 p.m. on Thursday, March 9th against Alajuense, I think, is who they're playing. Yeah. So, which should be a hell of a game. That Orlando Tigers game Rosales, should be uh, you know, come at us. Let us know <laughs> what you think. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, so check those out. The second legs uh, will take place uh, next week. Um, 
on the same, the same, technically the same, or all should be on the same ish, same ish day as, uh, um, as the matches this week. So, uh, big important deal for MLS teams. So check that out if you can. I think I said I believe all those games are on either FS1 uh, or FS2. I haven't done a huge uh, deep dive on the history, but I believe this is one of the first years that the number of MLS teams outnumbers the Liga MX teams in the format. It's a little weird because for those of you that go way back in this tournament, it used to be, it used to start in the fall and end in the spring, summerish, and have like 24 teams, eight groups of three, something ridiculous like that. Um, since they've gone to starting early in the in the season, ending late in the season, and only 16 teams knock out bracket uh, home and home, uh, I want to say usually there's about the same number of Liga MX East teams and uh, MLS teams, uh, like four each. But uh, this year there are three Liga MX East teams, and if you count the Canadian champions, uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, there are five. MLS teams looking for one of them to do damage and go deep. Yeah. Um, I believe LAFC and Philadelphia are on the same side of the bracket. So they would meet in the semifinals if they get to it, which would be a rematch of the, uh, of the MLS cup, um, right. which would be, which would be very interesting, but also guarantee uh, a MLS team is in the finals, assuming they both uh, win their quarterfinal matches um, and end up in the semifinals. So, um, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I just want to point out there's, in addition to uh, Alavance from uh, Costa Rica, there are three Honduran teams, one Panamanian team, and one team from Haiti. There you go. Uh, cool. Uh, oh, one I, team from El Salvador. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Um, I just wanted to mention Liverpool beat the shit out of Manchester United yesterday. Seven and Congratulations, David. That was a, a fun game. Everton played uh, yesterday, too. How'd they do, MJ? They did not do well. I, I wish you wouldn't want to talk about this last week, because last week, both of our teams sucked ass. Yeah. Well, yes, but uh, mine didn't lose, so. Um, yeah, but they sucked ass. They, uh, they did looked suck much ass. better this weekend. <laughs> they did. Yes, uh, they did. So, um, that was fun. Uh, Bridget was at the bar, G and Rodrigo, and I met Rodrigo's dad. Um, I will say this. Cool. Everton got a draw away, which is pretty damn good for them. So, Yeah, I mean, you guys were winning. I watched that game, so you were winning, um, and then you were not winning. So yeah. uh, a good day in, uh, in the city of Liverpool on Sunday, for sure. Kicking the shit out of Man U and Everton dropping points. So are you guys, are you, so like real talk, MJ, are you guys going to get relegated? Do you think, or are they, are they going to find I a way out I don't think we're going to get relegated, but it is a reality. Like it, it's a realistic uh, thing that could happen. Yeah. You think Sean Deitch will, will get enough out of, a, out of the team? Yeah. I, I think uh, between now and the end of the season, we get enough points to stay up. Okay. Well, you heard it here first folks. MJ is very positive on Everton. So. Which is rare, by the way. Very rare. <laughs> it's very, yes, very, very, very rare. So I mean, going going to Nottingham Forest, being up two one and losing two two, in a or not losing, but getting a draw two two due to a seventy seventh minute fucking goal. Um, I'm not bitter, by the way. <laughs> to be fair, Forest has been not bad this year. Um, they have been not bad this year, but especially at home. Yeah, um, especially considering they like 
change their entire team from the year before. So uh, it doesn't hey, happen very often. What do you do when you get promoted, David? That's yeah. I don't know. My team's never been um, relegated in my lifetime, so um, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, Everton's has a little longer record than that. So, I'll just say not, that not, unfortunately, not we'll never get the chance to see Minnesota United totally revamp their roster due to getting promoted because they cannot be promoted or relegated. Yeah. Yet. Promoted or relegated yet. So. Cool. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Um, thank you guys for listening, subscribing, all that fun stuff. Please rate and review the podcast. Come say hi. Uh, I'll be, I'll for sure be at the the night before party um, with the Wonderwall and, and SGs. So come say hi or or what in the time stands. Does that start, David? Starts at six p.m. Um, at the Brew Hall, the Grand Casino Brew Hall um, at Allianz Field. Okay, I believe I believe you can park in any of the lots over there. I, I'm don't quote me on that. I'm sure pay attention to Twitter um, and Instagram. I'm sure the Wonderwall will be put, putting out some tweets um, later this week with some more instructions, things like that. So, yeah, come say hi there. Come say hi on Saturday at the game. Um, bundle come up. Come say hi to me if you think you see me <laughs> anywhere. Make, make sure make sure to wear boots and, and don't wear your, your chucks to the game like I did the very first. The snow, snow opener, I wore uh, – canvas shoes which is a bad idea so oh make my sure god you... i bet your feet were freezing make sure you wear, wear your socks motherfuckers yeah wear, wear your socks wear your boots uh make sure you, you uh, put on hey. a, 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 a weather resistant coat so it's you know if it rains or snows it's not going to get uh soaked into your coat shout out to local cedar riverside business uh midwest mountaineering and mm-hmm. upstairs thrifty outfitters thrifty outfitters is going to have great sales on winter gear like balaclavas and neck gaiters and things to keep you warm wool socks that you can layer like if you want to get a good deal on winter gear where they're trying to clear everything out for spring hiking and camping uh get down to cedar riverside give them some business they are not a sponsor i just love them yeah okay cool um patreon.com slash daves i know uh, at tdikmn on twitter you can reach me at texas zeller mj is at mj matsui and Jess is at Jessica144083. Niner. Two. Don't forget, make sure you get her the Zarek Valentin uh, sign. Sign suggestions. So, yeah. I won't sign- believe we have listeners if I don't get any DMs or suggestions. Okay. Slide Make in- it public. Yeah. Just add her. Add her. Yeah, add- no. At her at the at the TDIKMN hashtag, whatever, or you know, whatever. So we'll, I want to we'll read the sign suggestions too. Yeah, and you guys are witty, and I'm not feeling particularly witty today. All right, sounds good. All right, guys. Well, thanks for thanks for podding. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to y'all soon. Uh, and uh, we'll see. We'll, come on, we'll you know we'll see the loons. Hopefully, get a victory at Allianz on Saturday. So can't wait to see you all there. All right, we've been the Dave's. We've been the Dave's. You know, this is the Dave's. Do nothing at all. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 o
do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Son, 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 son. Nothing at all. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.